All right, what's going on, everyone? Thank you for joining me once again on the Michael Mars Show. Today is Wednesday, July 8th, 2020. This is season two, episode 23. This is a LeBron James, Michael Jordan episode, whichever one you want to call it. But without further ado, I'm here with one of my great friends. What's up? What's up? Yep, Kyle Tkarch. You've definitely seen him before. He was on He was on episode nine. Crazy. Nice to be back. Nice to be back. Yeah, it's crazy that was 14 episodes ago, bro. Yeah. Like, honestly, it feels like it was like a week ago. Was, yeah. I, I checked it the other day. It was April 7th. But uh, that was the first episode that I did with someone else that like during Corona, you know what I mean? It was the yeah. first episode after spring break. Yeah, it definitely doesn't feel like it was uh, like three months ago. Yeah, and it, we did it in my room, which yeah. is just like incredibly <laughs> weird. Like we didn't, like I didn't do them outside or anything. I didn't even have the towel at the point. But um, yeah, we're gonna talk fights for you guys today. So let's waste no time jumping into the first topic, UFC Fight Island. Man, we've been waiting a long time yes, for this sir. one. Yes, sir. We've been waiting real long. Um, so this Saturday on pay-per-view starting at 10 p.m. Well, actually, there's prelims that start at 8 p.m. on ESPN. But pay-per-view, 10 p.m. Headlined by Jorge Masvidal and Kamaru Usman for the welterweight title. Man, what do you think about that fight? Last-minute fight, too. Yeah, last-minute fight. Uh, Gilbert Burns tested positive on his first test for corona. So uh, I'm actually more excited now, if I'm being honest, that Jorge stepped in. I'm looking forward to this fight. Yeah, man. On six days notice. Um, game I don't, bread. Game, game bread. <laughs> game bread, man. It's fitting to the name. I remember we were we were at Gettysburg um, this past weekend with the Costco. Shout out to the Costco's for taking us. Yeah. But um, yeah, Kyle and Dom were out riding around on the golf carts. And at like 12 o'clock, I got an alert on my phone that Gilbert Burns had pulled out. I remember like a minute later, they walked in the room. And I was like, boys, I got some terrible news for you guys. And um, But thankfully... Jorge Masvidal Street Jesus yes, sir. resurrected the card, yep. and uh, now we're back on for some action. Like Kyle said, man, I'm more excited for this fight now than I was for the Gilbert yeah, Burns absolutely. fight. And um, But that's not all. The card has three title fights. Co-main event, Alexander Volkanovsky versus uh, Max Holloway. Rematch from last December's bout for the featherweight title of the world. Man, that's going to be a scrap in itself. Yeah, uh, last fight was interesting. Um... Max thought he had it. I thought Volkanovski won fair and square. It came down to a decision, but I'm looking forward to what Max has to offer this time. He's seen as he's seen, uh, you know, what Volkanovski looks like in the ring, in the octagon rather. So um, I think he can put together a game plan and yeah. come out after it. That's gonna be a crazy fight. And there's a couple more fights on the card, but we'll talk about that in a couple minutes. I just want to give you guys some facts on Yaz Island, which is where Fight Island is. It's in Abu Dhabi. They have a 10 mile or the island is a 10 mile radius or whatever that would you would say 10 yeah, mile in radius yeah 10 mile in radius um yeah whichever one uh, whatever but uh <laughs> anyway there's seven hotels on the island all for the fighters they're going to be dispersed amongst each other so they don't have to live uh, right next to each other four theme parks or so four amusement parks just think of king's dominion times four um there's a golf course octagon on the beach for training purposes and uh, i did a little research i found that the population of the island is 2,500 people. Honestly, which is not, which not, is not bad. Not bad. For some reason, I thought it would have been like 6,000, like yeah, 5,000. I feel like that's better for this corona uh, precautions. It's the, the less people on the island. Yeah. yeah. Now, a question that I have is, is I wonder who's going to be there. Like, if any Saudi princes are going to be there. Guaranteed. And, yeah, like, there's some people that are just paying hell of money to watch these oh, fights. Yeah. You can't turn them down. Like, you cannot. They got, yeah. But um, this is only the fifth card in UFC history with three title fights on the entire card. Um, so man, I'm super pumped for it. But um, I want to give you guys a quick rundown of the safety protocol that they've had to go through. So I'm going to pop up the picture for you guys right now. 
So as you guys can see, before they departed for Fight Island, they had to pass a COVID test. Uh, we're gonna read it from left to right, go down, right to left, go down, left to right. I was I had a hard time reading this at first. But um, yeah, so the first COVID test they have to pass before they go uh, to Fight Island. Um, once they hear back from that, they depart from Fight Island. Um, they arrive there. As you guys can see, how many tests, Kyle? How many, how many tests are we counting? We're talking five different tests. Five tests in the span of a week. Yeah. So, uh, so you know these guys are healthy going in there. But uh, Jorge Masvidal's uh, head coach, Mike Brown, actually tested positive for COVID, so he's not going to have his head coach there. Uh, I was kind of worried. Like, maybe, hopefully, that like he wasn't hanging out with him. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I, I hope he wasn't exposed, but I guess if he passed his test, then... Yeah, I wonder which... which number test he hit uh, he uh, he hicked up on or hiccuped on it would probably be oh maybe the first one did, yeah did, maybe did, the first did one. he not leave for for abu dhabi no i don't think he left i think because that's why uh jorge was separate from him he was on like a private jet but uh did you see speaking of that did you see he stopped his private jet in italy yeah pizza he got pizza <laughs> he got pizza dude he's a legend yeah. i did read in an interview that um he only he said he only ate a bite of it. He didn't eat like the whole thing. He just wanted to take it he for the picture. The Instagram, the Instagram <laughs> pic. Honestly, I don't, I don't hate it though. I don't hate yeah, it at all. But um, now I'm gonna throw you guys a um, an overview of some statistics for the three title fights. Here it is for you guys. So uh, we'll start at the bottom with Peter Yan and Jose Aldo. They're uh, they're both five seven, both weigh one thirty five. Aldo will have a three inch reach advantage. Um, Jan switch dance man, you gotta be careful with switch dance people. Yeah, absolutely, and he's he's a killer man. He's a killer. I was watching the countdown last night, like we were talking about, and uh, Jose's got a tough fight in front of him. Super, yeah. A, you know, um, how old is he? How old is Jan? Uh, Jan's twenty seven, I think, or twenty eight. Right, and Jose's thirty three. Yeah, yeah. So a little bit of an age difference, a little bit of an experience difference, but. Jan's a dog, man. He's, he's a killer. Yeah, this is his first big-time fight. I mean, he fought Uriah Faber a couple months ago, but as you can see, 14-1. and one. Buddy hasn't lost many times. Aldo, like Kyle said a couple of seconds ago, he's on the little bit of older side in terms of, um, like, fighter age. Yeah, fighter age. But, um, yeah, significant leg. Uh, so that, that fifth category down where you see the 5.65 for Jan, that is significant strikes landed per minute. So it's not just a jab. It's not just a little kick. It's something that actually... Uh, inflicts a little damage, maybe a cut, maybe a little bit, just something that lands flush. Right. But uh, almost six a minute—that's that's almost double what Aldo's is. So, um, man, you got any? What's what's your prediction for this fight? Um, I'm taking Jan. I mean, I think Jan is a is a, a fighter, man. He was talking about how he grew up in Siberia. You know, people don't live there; they just survive. He was on his own from a young age, so I think he's gonna come out and show the world why. He's a real deal. Um, I'm saying, I'm saying second round KO. Second, second round, round KO, Peter Young. So he gets it done early. I think that would land the under because I'm pretty sure that fight is three and a half is the over under. But um, we're gonna get into the odds later on in a couple minutes because I, I I got a lot to talk about there. But, but yeah, I'm I'm agreeing with Kyle. I'm gonna take Peter Yan inside three rounds. Um, I just think he's he's a little more hungry, a little more motivated, and uh, a little more youthful than uh, Jose Aldo. Now let's uh, transfer up a little bit and get into the co-main event, Volkanovski versus Max Holloway. Volkanovski with a solid record himself, as you can see, 21 and one, Holloway 21 and five. Yep. Um, Volkanovski is the elder of Holloway. Holloway is only 28 years old. Volkanovski is, right. uh, I think, 31. Yeah, 31. But which is crazy when you think about Max Holloway only being 28, because a lot of people have him cemented as one of the best featherweights, if not the best featherweight of all time in history. So when you think about 
him losing the title to someone older than him, but still being considered the best featherweight in history, it's, it's crazy that he's only 28. Yeah, dude, Holloway always comes to bang. I mean, yeah. every single fight, I mean, he fought four title fights in the span of 12 months yeah. in 2019. I mean, I don't know anyone else that can do that. I mean, Dude's got a chin, man. He can take some damage, I'll I, tell you that. It's crazy that I'm just now seeing this. Um, as you guys can see also, Holloway is five inches taller, but has a two-inch shorter reach. Yeah, difference. reach disadvantage. Yeah, yeah, disadvantage. That's something right there. That's kind of weird. I mean, yeah, weird. a lot taller, but a lot shorter arms. Or not a lot shorter arms, but slightly shorter arms. Um, both orthodox stance. I mean, this is going to be a stand and bang. I mean, as you guys can see, significant strikes per minute, very similar. Accuracy, not far off. Uh, takedowns, I mean, Volkanovski, uh, I mean, it's a little bit more, but that might come from his rugby background. If you guys don't know, he played rugby, yep. uh, professional rugby for uh, an Australian team. Uh, a couple years ago, he weighed as much as like 215 pounds. Yeah. You can tell by his legs. His legs are tree trees. Oh, he's got some beefy yeah, legs, he yeah. does. Super beefy. Um, so now, Kyle, what is your prediction for this fight? Um, I'm going to say Holloway, fourth round, TKO. Holloway, fourth round, TKO. TKO yeah. I like that. Uh, I'm gonna, I think we're going to see a good fight, but... Uh, in my opinion, Holloway has been in, in a lot more of those stand and brawl fights than Volkanovski. I think the experience might pay off. A yeah, bit. the experience is definitely in Holloway's favor. Uh, I'm agree with Kyle. I'm gonna take Holloway. I don't know how, when, or why, but uh, I'm gonna take Holloway. Uh, that's my boy. You know what I mean? He's he's, he's, yeah. a, he's a funny dude. He's yeah. a legend. Yeah. I I hope he gets the belt back. So it's not just wishful thinking because he's got the talents to back it up and and achieve it. So I'm gonna go and with defend Holloway. Defend it and defend it. Yeah, man. yeah. So I'm I'm gonna go with Holloway as well. And now let's get into the main event. I mean, this is, you could, no offense to the other fights on the card, but you could just totally disband the rest of the card and just show us this, yeah. and I'd pay the money to watch I'd be it. Satisfied. Yeah, I'd pay the money to watch it. Um, Usman, as you guys can see, 16 and 1. I mean, all champions have only lost a combined three fights amongst all three of them, which is just wild. Um, Masvidal has lost a few in his career, 35 13, but don't let that deceive you because a lot of those were split decision losses. Um, so man, yeah, you got to kind of take that with a grain of salt. Um, Masvidal is an inch shorter, uh, has a two inch reach disadvantage. Um, man, any other facts you want to point out for everyone that you're seeing here? Um, just about the same significant strikes landed per minute. Um, just about the same accuracy. Both of these dudes are fighters, man. I'd say Camaro is a little bit more calculated than Jorge. And Jorge is more of just a, a born and bred fighter. Like game breads, so yes, sir. Um, we actually they got into a little beef at the Super Bowl, um, in the little uh, like yeah. signing media day, yeah, in the Super Bowl like media day, yeah. That's when Kamaro had the cast, yeah, yeah. He was like, hey, as soon as you have that cast, I'll come see me, son. But yeah. uh, I'm excited for this. Um, I like Jorge in this fight, if I'm being honest. Um, you saw what you saw what Usman did to Colby. His gas tank is going to be a problem for Jorge. I will say that. Uh, I think if Jorge wants to get it done, the first three rounds will be very important for yeah. him. The first three because you're not going to match Usman's cardio. No. You're not going to match it. So if he can put him away early, which I think he has the possibility to do, I think he'll be fine. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I think Jorge has to come out guns a-blazing right off the bat. And you know he will. I mean, if you look at his last couple fights... He yep. gets after it right away. I mean, yeah. five seconds for Ben Askren. Yeah, and then the the BMF fight, obviously, was just a war for three and a half rounds, yeah. four rounds, yeah. Um, 
Man, this is a big opportunity for Masvidal. He, out of all of his UFC fights, he's never once fought for the title. This actually, I'm pretty sure, ties a record for most career professional fights without a title shot. He has 49 or 48. Yeah, I think that's 48. He has 48. This will be his 49th bout in his first title fight, which is crazy to think about. But, um, I mean, he's well-deserving of it, especially after the year that he put on in 2019. Absolutely, yeah. For the company, especially. Yeah. For Dana, yeah. I mean, this is just going to be, like Kyle said, an all-around war. I think uh, the more it goes into the fight, like the deeper it goes, the fourth and fifth round, it does favor Usman a little more because Masvidal didn't go through a training camp. But at the same time, Usman was training for... Gilbert Burns, who is primarily um, a grappler, right, wrestler right. type type vibe. Right. So, um, man, I don't know. I don't know who I'm going to take. I might just leave this for the <laughs> open. And just... Yeah. Uh, definitely the game plan has switched. I don't know, man. I think he's still going to be prepared. I think both these guys are prepared. Like you said, um, Jorge was training. He didn't know who he was training for, but just with everything going on in the world right now, fighters have to be ready to step in at any point because, you know, like, like you saw Burns tested positive and fight can't go on, so someone has to step in. Yeah, and now Masvidal's finally getting his paycheck that he wanted. Because that, yeah. that was the only reason they didn't make the Masvidal and Usman fight in the first place is because Masvidal was asking for a lot of money. But, I mean, honestly, I think fighters are underpaid, so yeah. he's just asking for the correct amount. Right. He's just asking for what's fair. And a lot of these guys showing up for big-time fights with 80000 to show, 80000 to win... I mean, yeah, 160000 is a lot, but when you're putting your life on the line and you're going through all this training camp and right. you got to pay off your coaches, you got to pay off the gym yeah. fees. There's a lot of things that they have to pay that people don't really think about. Yeah, and, and you got to pay Uncle Sam. So it's like at the end of the day, 80 and 80, let's say you win, you maybe only walk away with like 90. Yeah, I was going to say yeah, like, 90 or 100. Like 90 to 95 maybe. But um, hopefully he can get it done. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Mazadol fan. Not that I'm not an Usman fan, but uh, more so Mazadol because Yeah, cause I agree with you there. Definitely more of a Mazadol fan yeah. than Usman. This is just going to be a scrap. I mean, I'm just yeah. like, I'll, like you guys probably know if you listen to the show continuously, thank you for supporting it if you do, but I've been talking about UFC 251 all yeah. the time. Like for the last month, I've been yeah. like, yeah, I'm going to get into it, I'm going to get into it, I'm going to get into it. So today we're getting into it. Yes, now I'm going to throw up some odds for you guys right now. So uh, as you can see, Usman uh, is the favorite, minus 300. So I'm just going to give you guys a quick rundown of betting if you're not familiar with it. Um, the minus is the favorite. That's the guy who's expected to win. And um, so we'll start with Usman, minus 300. That means you have to put down $30 to win $10. For Jorge Mazadal, he's a plus 240. So that means for every $10 you put down, you win 24 in return and just add a zero from there. So 240 wins you or if you bet 100 you win 240 if you bet 200 you win 480 just go just keep adding zeros so that's how it is for you guys but we're going to start at the on the main card go down to amanda rebez versus Paige van zant man we were talking about this one van zant has only fought once since 2016 but a plus 550 yeah i mean that's the that's the most differential odds on the card. She can win, she win to you some money on Saturday. Yeah, you can win some big time money with Van Zant. Rebez has only lost one fight, but she hasn't fought anyone um, on a main card slot or anyone in the top 15. Uh, I don't know, honestly, I, I mean, when I bet on that, I'm only gonna bet a little bit. I'm not gonna put down a lot, right. but even yeah. a little bit of money, if she does yeah, win, yeah. returns a lot. Oh yeah. So that's why I'm just taking the risk. I mean, I'm a gambler, so it's like, yeah, yeah. but also if she wins, I'm set for the rest of the card because I mean, yeah. We'll get into my other bets that I'm going to take. But, um, man, plus 550, I mean, that, that's a that's a, almost a win-win. I mean, I might lose 
a handful of bucks, but it's not like a, a substantial yeah, yeah. amount of money, so it doesn't really matter. Right. Um, the risk is worth the reward. Yeah. Now, what about Rose Namunas, Jessica Andrade? We didn't talk about that one, but that is a rematch of a title fight from last year in 2019. Yeah. What do you think about that fight and the odds? Do you think the odd makers uh, are fair with it or what? Yeah, I think those are fair odds. Um, if any of you didn't see the last fight, Jessica Andrade kind of picked her up and slammed her on her head, which she's done to other fighters before, and that kind of knocked her out. So uh, after that fight, Rose was a little skeptical and, you know, obviously for the right reasons, a little bit scared because she just got dropped right on her head. Yeah. But uh, she's had a year off to train, and uh, Jessica Andrade actually fought Wei Li Zhang and got... Got murked in got the first round. Got KO'd, yeah. So um, both of them coming off a little bit of a, a little bit of a bumpy patch, but... I'm liking uh, Rose in this fight. I think, I think the odds are correct in her favor. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree a lot. Um, if you guys haven't seen Rose getting dumped on her head, I'm going to throw up the video video for you guys right now so you can see it. That's a viral thing they're about to watch. Yeah. That's a viral thing. <laughs> so, yeah, as you guys can see, um, I mean, no, no jokes. All jokes aside, she was very close to being paralyzed. I mean, she got dumped straight on her dome. Um, when it happened, she was like, as you, as you saw, she was like knocked out. I remember looking around the room and I was like, boys, like, that's bad. Like <laughs> that, that could like, be really like bad. that could be really bad. I mean, yeah. you don't want to hit your neck at any way, shape, or form, any facet. Especially like bending real quick like that at a weird angle. It's just not good. Yeah, not good at all. I'm uh, glad she's all right though. I'm glad she's fit to fight. I'm yeah, glad she's wanting to fight. And we're getting that rematch. I mean, that must be weird for her to fight the person who almost paralyzed you. Yeah, I mean, it's a weird thing. Yeah, but um, all right. Now let's get into the title fights. Peter Yan minus two thirty. Aldo plus one ninety. In my opinion. This is the most accurate odds on the entire card in terms of um, like value. Uh, I, I just think the two to one favorite is, is makes the most sense. I mean, I don't think Usman being a three to one favorite makes a lot of sense. I don't think yeah. Volkanovski being a two to one favorite makes a lot of sense because Masvidal yeah, yeah. I thought won the last fight. The Volkanovski fight definitely doesn't. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I mean, I like Jan. I mean, I'm taking Jan in this fight. Uh, two to one is very solid odds. Um, yeah, we're gonna go. With, we're gonna go with him. Uh, co-main event minus 200 plus 170 uh, when they fought the first time I believe Max was a minus 145 so it was really similar odds it wasn't too big of a difference but um, I guess Vegas sees something with Volkanovski what do you think like, yeah, how do you... now it's just flip I mean you already, you already gave your rundown yeah but um, I mean it, let, let me ask you this question if you were a fighter would you bet on yourself I don't know if they're allowed to but would you would you bet absolutely I think so I, yeah, I mean, I think, I think you have to at least know that you would bet on yourself, you know. Cause yeah. If you're walking into a fight and you're not gonna bet on yourself, then what are you there for? Exactly. Um, what are you there for? Yeah, I actually saw a Jorge Masvidal interview with Hawani uh, a couple days ago, and he mentioned the odds to him. He said, "Masvidal, you're a three to one underdog," and he said, "I just want to thank the bookies for that." And then he was like, "You gonna bet on yourself?" And he's like, "Ariel, I don't have to say anything, my man." Yeah. But I mean. Three yeah. to one, you can make silly money with right. that guy. Even if I wasn't uh, allowed, to, like, even if the fighters aren't allowed to bet on themselves, I would just hand a, a bag full of money to like my sister or like someone that I was related to, and be like, "Take this to take this to the casino and put it all on me." Exactly, that's exactly what I would do. I was checking out the props, and I mean, the props are just where you get silly with it. I mean, Mazadal first round KO was like a plus like ten fifty. Which is just like, I mean, it's absurd. I mean, the money you can make with that. And that yeah. is the most likely situation if he does win. You know what I mean? Like You dabble with that a little bit and then hits. And yeah. So these odds that you're seeing are just straight up winner loser. You know what I mean? The, yeah. Both of them have to step in the octagon for action to, part to, or to hit. But um, 
Man, yeah, the props are where you get the silly money. Maybe, but yeah. um, did you see any props on the uh, Jan fight at all? Uh, I thought I saw that Jan or yeah, Jan with the KO was like a plus like two fifty. So I have to yeah, have to it was something like that. But um, all right. Aside from the odds, now let's just quickly. I'm just gonna quickly overlap the uh, other fights on Fight Island. So it kicks off July 11th this Saturday, and it concludes for for at least the duration of July. It concludes um, on July 25th, so four cards in 14 days. It's going to be on Saturday, Wednesday, Sunday, Saturday. It's going to be the order. So uh, after July 11th, we got Wednesday, July 16th, headlined by Calvin Qatar and Dan Ige. Then we uh, then three days later on Sunday, I think that's four days later. Uh, four days later on Sunday, July 19th, Jose Benavidez or Joseph Benavidez versus uh, Figueroa for the. I think that's the flyweight title. Yeah. Uh, Jack Hermanson versus Kelvin Gaslam, also on that card. And then it concludes Saturday, July 25th. This is the best yeah. card besides uh, this Saturday. Darren Till versus Robert Whitaker. That's the number two ranked middleweight against the number three. Then we got Gustafson's return against Fabricio Verdum, uh, two former uh, title holders and title challengers. And then this is a throwback fight for the for the old fans of the UFC. Yeah. We got Mauricio Shogun Hua against uh, Lil Nog Noguera, Rodrigo Noguera, if you didn't know his name. Um, I'm pumped for that. July 25th. I mean, that's going to be a big time card. I'm excited for that Whitaker Till fight. Yeah, that Whitaker Till. Oh yeah. my goodness. Till I mean, Till's the man. Yeah. Um, he's, just, he's a character. He's a, he's a fighter. He's a hard worker. I like to see him going to the octagon and putting yeah. some work. So. Yeah, Till's the man. Um, so yeah, we're all we're, Kyle and I especially are big excited for this fight or the fights this Saturday. Can't wait to see them. But I'm sure you're you're you've heard enough UFC talk from us. We ran for 22 minutes talking just UFC. Uh, now we're gonna get into some Gettysburg talk. If you didn't know, uh, I said it quickly at the beginning of the episode. But um, Mr. and Mrs. Costco took Kyle and I and a couple of other other of our other friends. Shout out to them, the MVPs. The right? MVPs, yeah. Uh, honestly, Kyle, Damon, or not. Damon, uh, Jack just hit me up on Monday and he was like, hey man, you doing anything this weekend for 4th of July? You want to come with my family and I to Drummer Boy Campground in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania? I said, for sure, man. I said, I'd love to. Um, yeah, like, like I said, it was Kyle and myself. Dominic was there. Jack was there. Uh, Jack's teammate from college football was there. Shout out to Beans. Yeah, shout out Beans. Yeah, <laughs> shout out Beans. Uh, and then we, had, we invited some other girls from our friend group with us. But uh, man, I had a phenomenal weekend. Oh, yeah. A heck of a time. Heck of a time. Um, I wouldn't want to spend Fourth of July anywhere else this year. At least that, that was that was perfect. Yeah, it was it was awesome, and we were fed extremely well. I had to give a shout out to the Costco's cooking. Oh yeah. I mean, it was phenomenal. I mean, we had fajitas one night. We had pancakes, sausage, eggs, bacon yeah, one of the, the mornings. mornings. I mean, and, and the leftovers were delightful. I mean, I'm, oh, a, I'm yeah. a big leftovers guy myself. Yeah, especially a little late at night. You're going to get yeah. a little hungry and go into the fridge, warm up some Costco leftovers. Hell yeah. Can't go wrong. So um, on Friday, I, I rolled up on Friday, the day before 4th of July, and um, there was actually a little parade going on where all the, like everyone has a golf cart because it's a campsite. So just to get from one area to another, you're just giving around on a golf cart. Yeah. They all met up in one one area of the of the campground. Probably, I counted like 50 to 60 carts, I would say. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you just went around the entire road of the of the campground, just yossing candy yeah, to kids. Yeah, candy. Yeah, there was a million kids just like lurking and you would just yeet oh, them yeah. candy. They were happy too. They were having a good old time. Happy campers. And yeah. unfortunately only one kid caught my candy. Like the other ones just like <laughs> fell next to them. Yeah. A couple kids dropped them i don't think anyone caught that i was actually the first cart in the parade really yeah i was on the you were leading it off. oh yeah i was the leading dude so i was launching everyone was kind of you know 
sus. Like, what's going on? Yeah. Then they saw the candy and they came running out. Yeah, that's that's the only uh, bad thing about um, the campground is these kids can't catch shit. Like honestly, <laughs> like these kids, these kids could not catch anything. Uh, but um, start some fires though. Yeah, it was right. phenomenal. So we went. We did the. Um, you know the the parade and then we went back to the to the house the cabin that we were staying in and kyle and i was just chilling talking fights you know just horsing around doing whatever we were doing i'm pretty sure kayla was there with us too and at about 1 a.m um teague comes running in <laughs> teague comes running in and um the, like, guys i just fell off the cart yeah i'm like scarred thinking about it he yeah. runs inside and it's like 1 a.m like i said and we're like winding out getting ready to go to bed fourth of july is tomorrow i mean it's a big day coming up yeah. and he comes storming inside and uh let me let me just say this mr costco that night when we were eating dinner he looked at me and he said michael do not let anyone drive the car <laughs> like, like I, I specifically don't want anyone to drive the car you guys have been drinking a little bit like just don't do that so I was like, yeah, bro, I got you. I was like, I got you. But then Jack was like, yo, Jack, let, Jack, or Jack said to everyone, like, let's go ride the cart. And I mean, it's the kid, it's got son, you know what I mean? So I was like, you gotta, gotta listen to him. I was, Kyle and I were like, no, like, we're not gonna, we're not gonna oh, yeah. partake in that. Anyway, they go take the carts out at 1 a.m. Teague runs inside and he's like, oh my God, guys, I fell off the cart. I fell off the cart. And he just pulls up his sleeve and this is what we yeah, saw. into the picture. Nasty song. Yeah, so as you can see, looks incredibly realistic and i was just in shock i mean we're just standing at the front door i look at kyle and i'm just speechless i'm like dude like we're back do you know what i mean oh, like, yeah. like the, the the dad said don't take out the carts they took out the carts now we have to take this kid to the hospital <laughs> buddy's freaking arm might be amputated <laughs> because it's like it's crazy it's all nasty yeah. and then he told us we had been pranked i mean um they had they were at another campsite um and or another person's um rv or whatever yeah. and uh, there was this little 12 year old girl who did the makeup on his arm for him she, she, it was just vaseline yeah. and uh Dude, and, shout out to her that was that's impressive yeah shout out to her yeah, she should stick with that she's uh she, she really should because it looked as you guys saw in the picture i mean it looked really realistic yeah and um so yeah i thought we were bagged and then he told us it was just vaseline yeah. and i was like take it the hell out of my face, <laughs> i was like honestly like i'm trying <laughs> to go to sleep bro yeah, i was like real. i think you just busting us like that but uh thankfully it wasn't actually no hospital, getting, visits yeah, no hospital visits because that just would have been crazy yeah. but um now we woke up the following day it was fourth of july we went outside we threw the football a little bit we ate the breakfast i was telling you about and then at noon you guys may have watched it there was the hot dog eating contest the annual nathan's hot dog eating contest uh joey chestnut broke the world record by eating 75 hot dogs 75 in 10, 10 minutes. minutes yeah um and we were watching it we had it pulled up on the big screen in that in the cabin and we were chomping at the bit because he beat it by one i mean the record before was 74 hot dogs which yeah. he set last year and it's not even like he chewed and swallowed the last one i mean i think the way they do it is whatever you fit in your mouth is what counts towards like yeah. your score yeah so he hadn't even uh he was just getting down like the 73rd and 74th one and he like shoved the last one in right before the time and broke the record. It was crazy. It was like a buzzer beater. Yeah, honestly, I don't know how he does that. But <laughs> early on in the race, in the first three minutes, he was um he, he was eating at like eleven point five dogs a minute was yeah. it, was his pace, and then he eventually settled down at like seven point five. If you want to do the math, that'd be seventy five hot dogs. So I guess which that's is, what he settled which down is at. Still insane. Yeah, which is still insane. But the guy that came in second only had like forty five or something like that. So he just was leaps and bounds ahead of that guy. Yeah. But um. Yeah, another another successful year for Joey Chestnut. I get seventy five dogs. Yeah, now he goes into hibernation until the next Fourth of July. Yeah. And then after the hot dog eating contest, we went to the pool. We hung out at the pool for a little bit, and then um, 
we uh we just we just hung out. I don't know. I mean, we we did some hooligan stuff that shall not be mentioned. Yeah. Dominic may or may not have gotten shot by a firework. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I wasn't there for it. I may have been there for it. I, I don't didn't know. See anything? But um, yeah, no one saw anything except for Dom's lat. Dom's lat saw a firework inbound to it. Um, and it did make contact. Uh, I don't have a picture of it. I don't want to show you guys a picture of it because it's because it's not like Teague's. This ain't makeup, son. This ain't makeup. But uh, honestly, he ate it pretty well. Oh yeah. Um, he, he's a great guy. You know. I mean, Dom's always, he's, he's, a, yeah, he's, he's a big jokester, man. He, he doesn't care about anything. Well, he does care about stuff, but he, like in terms of like, he's not going to hold a grudge on you because <laughs> yeah, it's no. something silly that happened like yeah, that. No. But um, thankful that he's safe. Thankful that uh, they took us out on the trip and that it was successful. No one got hurt. Everyone yeah. had a phenomenal week. Yeah, Great memories were made. Yeah. yeah, a lot of hooling at times, like we said, but um, a lot of fun times. Yeah, nevertheless, a very memorable weekend. Thank you very much, Mr. and Mrs. Costco yeah, for taking us. Very appreciative of that. Um, Feel free to invite us down wherever. <laughs> you know, we had a great time. I would love to come back. Love I mean, whenever, just let us know. And um, the people there were just all great, yeah. great folks. Yeah, honestly, very, very, very nice, very welcoming. Yeah, great group of people that we met. I met yeah. a, a bunch of cool kids, yeah. a bunch of cool adults. So, um, yeah, phenomenal weekend. Shout out everyone that was on the trip that we met. And um, I hope you guys had a phenomenal Fourth of July yourself. And, um, yeah, happy Independence Day. Um, sure. All right, now we're going to jump into two random topics slash questions that I have for Kyle and you guys before we uh, retire this episode. As you guys may have seen, Patrick Mahomes set a record for the uh, richest contract in American sports history two days ago. He signed a 10-year deal with the Kansas City Chiefs worth $503 million, over half a billion, over half a billion. He has signed, he will be a Kansas City Chief until 2031. So I'll be 31 years old. I might have a wife and kids by then, right. and Mahomes will still be slinging it for the Kansas City Chiefs. Right, still be making uh, <laughs> close to a million every week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what I was telling Kyle before the episode started, if you guys don't know, it is a back-heavy contract, which means, because um, it's 10 years, years seven, eight, nine, and 10 will be his highest paying years. And uh, the reason he did that is so that they can pay the other stars on the Kansas City Chiefs like Tyree Kill, like Travis Kelsey, like some of those defensive studs that they have so they can pay them what they're deserving of rather than just getting rid of them. Honestly, it works out for everyone. I mean, they get paid, Mahomes gets paid, they keep those star players. Right. And um, there's you a never, lot of... Yeah, you never know if they're going to get another ring in the next year or two either. Oh. I mean, I think they they look good, man. Yeah. They're young, they're, they're, they're just dogs. Yeah, man. Vegas has them at uh, the number one favorites to win the Super Bowl again this year. I mean, honestly, I can't even remember a team that went back I mean, there's been the Patriots went to the Super Bowl back to back to back, but I don't know if they won back to back. I don't, I don't think they won back to back. But um, honestly, I think so. I think the Chiefs right now have the best uh, opportunity to win it again. Maybe Absolutely. I mean, you gotta work out for the Patriots. Gotta watch out for the Ravens. Um, the Ravens are gonna be. I think just oh, a and AFC teams you gotta watch out for. It. Yeah, I don't think. Really. Yeah, maybe the Saints. Maybe I don't know. They seem to choke in the playoffs uh, yeah. via refs and via. <laughs> Lack of skill. Yeah, lack of tackling. Um, yeah, lack of tackling. <laughs> the only thing you have to do on defense. But uh, Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl champion last year, Super Bowl MVP last year, league MVP. Madden, actually, no, Lamar Jackson was league MVP. It was the year before that, Mahomes was league MVP. Madden, curse, breaker. Um, 24 years old. Right. Almost a billionaire. Half a billionaire. Right. He's half a billion. 24, man. 24, all around goat. Yeah. Um, Honestly, it's crazy. It's crazy that he's that young and he's that successful and he's that yeah. idolized. And by the crazy everyone. thing is that you didn't hear. I mean, you heard a little bit about Patrick Mahomes in the draft in his draft class in uh, 
It was the 17 draft class, correct? Yeah. So you heard a little bit about him, but you heard more about, wasn't Josh Allen in the same class? Yeah, he got drafted by, uh, I'm pretty sure Sam Donard went above him. Yeah. Uh, Josh Allen went above him. There's a couple other ones I'm just not thinking of. And now, now look where we are. Look at me now. Look <laughs> yeah. at me now. Like that, uh, was that Chris Brown? I think Chris Brown said that Look at me now song. Yeah. Um, it's a decent song. Uh, someone Buster Rhymes has a nasty verse in that song. Yeah, he goes in. He's like, <laughs> he, he he gets silly on that beat. But um, yeah. Shout out Patrick Mahomes. Shout out setting the bar even higher because now these other athletes can get paid more and more because they can look at him and be like, hey man, he's getting paid this much. But then, but then again, there's only one Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. So and he's um, proven himself. So yeah, he he's proven money. himself. Yeah. He's Not a, like Dak Prescott. I'll say that right now. It must be nice Dak that Prescott is wanting way too much money for how how good he is. He's a he's he's a regular season proven quarterback. I mean right. he's he's solid, but just you gotta win a couple playoff games before you start asking for that yeah. that top tier money. Like you, you don't you don't deserve to be paid amongst Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes when yeah. you haven't even won a playoff game. Been in the league for four years, three years. That being said, he should be the highest paid in the NFC East for sure. Yeah, I mean definitely. for sure. May, I mean Carson Wentz he had that MVP type run, but then it. That ACL went, well, poof. Yeah. That ACL said, Derrick Rose, not so fast. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, we're going to stay on some NFL talk. The other topic that I have is my Washington Redskins. <laughs> my Washington. We're no longer the Skins, man. I don't know if we're going to be the Skins much longer. No, um, definitely not. I don't know. If, we might get through this season, though, as the Redskins, because I don't – like, that's that's a, that's quite the time crunch, trying to change the everything, the logo, the yeah, team, the branding, yeah. all within – uh, like a month and a half because they canceled the preseason. If you guys didn't know, yeah. the entire preseason canceled. Yeah. So what would it be like September thirteenth? I think is week one. So you got to be right. That's like two months. And yeah, you have to think about everything that they have to rebrand when they go through that. The jerseys, the whole stadium, everything on all like the in the parking lot. Yeah. Just everything. And you got to work with the 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 deals with like Nike and everything. You got to you got to refigure those contracts and yeah. stuff because um it's a different it's a different yeah. It is vastly different, but uh I actually received the news from Benji about a week ago. Uh he just texted me he said, "Yo, Nike halted the selling of Redskins merchandise." And I was like, "That's cap, bro." So I went up and googled it. That was not cap. Yeah. Um nothing on the Nike website at all. Yeah, and then shortly after the next day or uh, probably 2 days after that, that's when Walmart and Target also halted the selling of it and then fedex the sponsor or the who the stadium's named out i mean fedex field if you guys didn't know is where the redskins play um they came out and said we're not gonna ask them to change the name yeah yeah, yeah they asked them to change the name i actually did a little, re little research fedex field paid 205 million dollars in 1999 to uh have the naming rights to the stadium and that expires in 2025 which is when the redskins new stadium is supposed to be built the two locations for that is dc and Dulles. So, um, Dulles, that would be crazy. That would be super silly, especially because we would just be graduating college at that, or not just graduating college. We'd be just now, or just maybe receiving uh, bigger paychecks, you could yeah. say. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't even, I I don't doubt that happening, honestly. With the way everything is kind of going up in this area recently, yeah. I, I, could, I could see a, a yeah. football stadium. Maybe to clear out all this land for the data center, I mean, clear out the land and have. A football stadium. Have Dwayne Haskins slinging it oh, in my yeah. backyard, son, honestly. Football. Dude, honestly, I, I wouldn't move the camera, but I want to get up. Level out my backyard and put the stadium right there. Let me look out my window and watch the Redskins lose by 30. And, uh, dude, could you imagine just nice, like, 15-minute ride into a nice NFL stadium yeah. right down the street? Dude, I might tour to France there for all I know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, I'm super pumped for that. But uh, now I'm going to give you guys the potential team names that, they were or that they're deciding between. Uh, these are the top five that I found. Um, the Warriors, 
the red tails, the red wolves, the presidents, and the generals are the top five most popular ones according to Twitter. I think warriors are die. It's got to be the Washington Warriors. I, I like the Warriors. I think we just got to get off the red. Like, don't do red tails. Don't do Redskins. They're just trying to do that so they can keep the HTTR slogan. How everything's like HTTR, hail to the Redskins. Yeah. They just want to hail to the red tails, hail to the red wolves. I don't like that. I think red I like, wolves, absolutely not. Red tails, probably absolutely not also. Uh, generals and Warriors would be mine. I like the slight alliteration, like the Washington Wizards, Warriors, yeah. the Washington Warriors. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, the Washington Caps are different. The Washington Nationals are different. Yeah. But um. Yeah, anything that's alliterative, like alliteration, will sound I mean, a little bit better. I wouldn't mind just changing, just disbanding from the Washington and just becoming DC, like DC something. Yeah. Like I, I preferably, I saw this on Pat McAfee show, DCFC, DC Football Club. That'd be, be kind of nice. That'd be silly nice. I mean, just DCFC across, like, off your apparel. Yeah. But, um, uh, they someone really have, like, a mascot, I guess. Yeah, someone in the comment section quickly corrected that idea and said, uh, Detroit, the MLS team in Detroit is DCFC. Oh, uh, okay. So, um, so that, yeah, that was just quickly ripped from me. I, because I, I, when yeah, I heard DCFC that, I was like, is nice. DCFC sounds super nice. But, um, yeah, feel free to let me know what you guys think is the best name, uh, even if I didn't list it, because there's a million different la- a million different other names. But I don't like the the presidents. I don't like the generals. Um, one of them was like the monuments and shit like that. Like, yeah. I don't think, I don't like that at all. Someone was saying, uh, I forget who it was this past weekend, that they should do like a, a fan contest where everyone sends in their names and then like whoever wins or they like the fan base votes on the top five or whatever and whoever wins it gets preseason tickets or something ooh, like that oh i like that yeah I, I i agree i think they should leave it up to the fans but um i was doing a little research also on the wizards names because they were the washington bullets back in like the 90s i believe and they had to change it the names that they were deciding between were so whack i mean it was like the sea dragons was, oh God. Was, I sent them all to Dom, but um, they're on my phone, so I can't really look at them. But um, yeah, they decided on the Wizards, which honestly was the best fit. God, yeah. Was the best fit. But yeah, like I said, I like the alliteration. Washington Warriors, and also if you do the Warriors, I mean, yeah, we're copying basketball, but like the Warriors suck now in basketball. I mean, they literally don't have anyone besides Clay and Steph. Steph yeah. But uh, and Clay might leave soon. But um, I like the arrow. Just having the arrow as the logo. You know, how sometimes they wear those throwback helmets that are just like the, oh, the yeah, spear those or whatever. Are their best helmets, I think. I just yeah. think they should make that the logo. Just become the Warriors and have that spear be the logo. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm pumped for the season, though, but I've already covered a lot of the Redskins talks. I'm sure you guys don't want to hear it, but that is a big news uh, in the NFL is there, them being forced to change their name. Um, if I had to guess, um, I'd say they don't get it done in time for the season, which is just not good for the team because then you know they're going to be bombarded with questions by the media after every practice. Like, hey, man, like, what do you think about this? What yeah. do you, hey, we heard this name is being tossed around. Yeah. It would just be best for the team to just get it done before the season starts and then they can just strictly focus on football like they need to do. But uh, I just think the time crunch is a little a little too short. Yeah, you're definitely too in short. Crunch. Yeah. But, um, man, that's all i got to say about the Redskins stuff. I'm just going to throw you guys the fact of the day. Back to Yaz Island. Yaz Island fact. Um, Yaz Island in yes. Abu Dhabi, where yeah, Yaz fact. Uh, Yaz Island, uh, where um, where Fight Island is, uh, is the owner. Yaz Island, where Fight Island is, also owns the world's fastest roller coaster in the world, which clocks in at a top speed of 149 miles per hour. It goes cooking. It goes from zero to to top speed 
in 4.9 seconds. So you're just being catapulted to 150 miles an hour. Right. It's, uh, it's called the Formula Rosa in Ferrari World. How I said there's four theme parks, well, one of the theme parks is named Ferrari World, and that's the, uh, the owner of the world's fastest roller coaster. Like Kyle said, man, you're cooking. Cooking. You're cooking with and steam. five seconds seems like uh, maybe a little bit much. Like, it doesn't seem as quick as you think, but zero to 150 miles an hour in five seconds is crazy. Like, you feel the G-force pulling on you. Yeah. Some people might pass out, honestly. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I, I quickly, maybe like half a second, blacked out on the um, Superman uh -oh. at Six Flags. The one, wherever the one where it just gets you straight up, straight down, and then as soon as you reach top speed going down, it whips you into right turn. And I was just like, yeah, I and I was just out. And then I was like, yeah, the first time back. I rode the Intimidator at King's Dominion, I definitely went, went a little black during the first like turn. Yeah, yeah. it was pulling on you so hard. It's just like it may have been King's Dominion. Think about it. Or is, the, is Superman at King's Dominion or Six Flags? Superman's at Six Flags. Okay, then it was a Superman. Okay, because I'm pretty sure it was just called the Superman. Okay. Yeah, I've I been to Six so. Flags. I've been to. I think we went to Six Flags together actually. I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we also went to King's Dominion together. Yeah, we did. We went with everyone. We went to Six Five with your sister, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that was, was fun. That, that was fun. Yeah. We should go. We should go to. An, I haven't been to amusement parks in like. Do you think they're gonna open? Years. Are they open? No, no, no. No, I'm talking like maybe in the winter. Or no, they're not open in the winter. Probably like. No, it's next year. We'll just stay next year. Yeah, we'll, we'll just go. Once go. all this stuff is done. Yeah, we'll go. We'll go whenever. We'll for do anyone that loves amusement parks, I'm sorry. We're gonna do a podcast at the top of the roller coaster. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, we'll bring the camera. We'll <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, guys, this was season two, episode 23, the MJ episode, the LeBron episode. The flu game. Uh, flu game. Thank you very much for uh, watching or listening, whichever one you guys did. Please like, comment, share, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Stay tuned, most importantly. Uh, please follow me on Instagram, Mike M Show, Twitter, Mike M Show 1, Facebook, Michael Mar Show. Uh, my, my guest today was Kyle Tokarczyk. This is his second time on the show, man. Sure. I know I had, I had to have my boy because he's a huge fight fan just as much as myself. So I knew we were going to uh, have a lot of good fight fighting words to say um, about the, this week's card. Um, yeah, definitely make sure to check it out. Prelims start at 8 p.m. on ESPN. Main card starts at 10 p.m. on pay-per-view. It is a little pricey, but you know, man, they're streaming. Yeah. We should be streaming it. Yeah, one thing we didn't mention, actually, before we, we close it out is it's going to be like 10 p.m. here, but the fighters are actually going to be fighting at like 6 and 7 a.m. Yeah, in the so morning. they're going to be on a little bit of a, a weird schedule for this this whole week. Yeah. But uh, that yeah, is, that shout, is out to, shout out to them accommodating to the U.S. time. Yeah, that's going to be hard. I bet you a lot of them are just going to, like, their sleep schedule is going to be off. Like, they're not going to be sleeping well the night of the fight because uh, it's like the yeah. day of. Yeah. But um, also, make, excuse me, make sure to check us out. Kyle and I's podcast with Sam Lawson, Beat the Bell. Sir, wherever. I mean, honestly, you check it out on YouTube, check it out on Spotify, Apple, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook. Just type in Beat the Bell. We got that name locked up. There is no numbers, there's no nothing. Just Beat the Bell. Simply type it in. Make sure to check out some of our content. We record every Sunday, but we drop the episodes on Tuesday. Um, yeah, honestly, stay tuned. Great talks. It's all through Zoom. We all have microphones, so it's, it's real yeah. good quality. Um, yeah, great talks going on there. But uh, as far as today's episode, like I said, season two, episode 23, Wednesday, July 8th, 2020. I'm your host of the show, Michael Marr. Thank you very much for watching or listening. That's all I got to say. Stay clean, stay safe, stay tuned, and enjoy the fights. We out.